Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. From time to time, we have AMA episodes on the show. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions. And if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. On today's show, we're talking about how we're living through a moment in history where circumstances seem to be changing almost daily. And with less certainty, there's less that you can count on. When you're negotiating a transaction between two parties, there are three sources of uncertainty. There's the uncertainty, say, that I bring to a transaction for items that are within my control. There's uncertainty that the other party brings to the transaction to those items that are in their control. And then there's a third category, and these are factors contributed by third parties that are not part of the transaction directly, where it's outside the control of both parties. And this is where we need to acknowledge there's a fair bit of new uncertainty that's been injected into the marketplace. We've seen firsthand and secondhand cases where investors have decided to pull back from commitments and sit on cash, choosing to do nothing for the time being. If you're raising money in today's environment, you have to assume that you're going to get some investor attrition. It might not be large numbers, but you might plan on losing 25% of your investors just because of the uncertainty in the current market conditions. In my conversations with other developers, I'm aware of cases where the drop in the stock market values has created less capital available for investors to deploy into real estate. And this is real, and I have to tell you that raising capital just got harder in the past few weeks. For the moment, this hasn't impacted the lending environment, but that too could change. Lenders come in all shapes and sizes. If you're relying upon bridge financing for a project, maybe from a private lender, you might want to consider taking a more conservative approach in your negotiations. In at least one case, we've added a financing condition to a transaction, even though we have no indication that there have been any changes to the financing environment. We live in a highly interconnected world where counterparty risk exists all over the place. You might have a private bridge lender who's fully on board with your project, You've got a term sheet, a good appraisal, and it looks like green lights are everywhere. Then at the closing table, that lender might not come through. This happened to us with a reputable bank back in December. In that case, it was a situation where the bank was missing paperwork for a partner bank that was co-funding the deal. It took a couple of weeks to resolve, and ultimately everything was good, but we had no visibility of the fact that a second lending institution was even involved in the loan. This is an example of the types of complexities that exist in the financial system. Now, this stumble was nothing more than a benign administrative error, and still, the bank at the closing table was unable to close. Fast forward to today, where we have a highly fluid situation that is changing from one day to the next. I believe you shouldn't be signing any agreements of purchase and sale without a financing condition might have a lender failing to perform at the closing table, at which point you need additional time to secure alternate financing without putting investors' money at risk in the form of non-refundable deposits. I also believe you should be more conservative, and unless you have the cash in hand to close, your earnest money deposit should be in trust with a lawyer, a title company, a real estate brokerage, or another appropriate trustee for those funds. We have yet to fully understand how the current market reality will translate into the environment for raising capital, whether you're talking about equity or debt. I believe we're going to see a drop in capital available compared with a few weeks ago, 
If you're looking to raise money in today's environment, you've got to take that into account. The central banks and the Federal Reserve are doing everything they can to maintain liquidity in the system, and I'm not seeing evidence yet of any lack of liquidity, but that could change. In Italy, the federal government just announced a holiday for mortgage payments across the entire country in order to help the population who are coping with the COVID-19 outbreak in that country. Are we going to see similar movements here in Canada, in the United States, in the UK, or in France? We don't know yet. It's too early to tell. And if banks start instituting interest holidays or mortgage payment holidays for 60 or 90 days, what will that do to the lending environment? Will we see a drop in liquidity for new loan originations or refinances? It's anybody's guess. I have no crystal ball. In fact, I don't think anybody does. But the advice from this podcast today on March the 12th is that you take a more conservative stance in how you write contracts. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.